Welcome to My Turn Podcast, a gaming podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. My name's Jem and I'm joined by my littlest brother, Erin. Hello, how are we all? <laughs> well, I'm good. Uh, it's just me and you today, no Tim. Oh no, where's, where's our um, adopted brother gone? I know, adopted brother. Um, I've basically been tag teaming between you both. I've been doing like one week with you, one week with him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one day you two should do one without me. Oh, that would be quite... No, we couldn't do that, could we? Yeah. I don't know, it might descend into chaos. <laughs> He's more organised than I am. <laughs> That's exactly it. I need a bit of uh, your craziness in there. Otherwise, you know, it might just be complete polar opposites and us two fighting. Like no. true siblings. Well, we, we are all competitive siblings, including Tim. Um, this is a gaming podcast and you can expect, what can they expect, Erin? Uh, apparently something to do with games. Yeah, we, we recommend games, we review <laughs> games, and lots and lots of laughs and, and not, arguments along the not way. Just, not just video games as well, board games, actual games, <laughs> playground games, drinking games, all the games. All the games, because we love games, mm -hmm. we love me some games. Uh, and we are reviewing two games for you today. Uh, what have we got, Erin? Um, so I'm going to be looking at Ori, Will of the Wisps, and yourself. I'm going to be reviewing It Takes Two. So, all important question, who's going to start proceedings? Um, you went first last time, so maybe I should go first. Alrighty. Okay, Erin, as usual on the pod, uh, we mm. like to sum the game up in a nutshell. So, <laughs> give us a nutshell about the game. <laughs> okay. And if you want, you can tell us what kind of nuts. What kind of nut? Oh my god. It would be a very decorative nut because um, this Ooh. game is stunning to look at. Honestly, the presentation of this action, like uh, platformer game is just breathtaking. It truly, truly is. So this really reminds me of like a classic platformer, like very much akin to something like Super Metroid. Um, set in this fantasy world with lots of cute and also very scary creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you, I think the start of this game, you start off with uh, this little owl called Koo, who's your friend, your Ori, Koo, by the way, if Koo. you didn't guess from the name. Um, and or, uh, and Koo wants to try and learn to fly. But um, yeah, unfortunately, he gets himself into a bit of mischief and ends up in uh, this land called, let me just get the name of it quickly. Oh my God, I've lost it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the land. <laughs> he ends up in this um, new forest, basically. Um, and he gets lost in like this horrible dark shadow lands. And you have to go and try and save him. Um, okay. So, but like there's this, this magical forest is kind of like being corrupted by some sort of uh, like rotting happening and some sort of, yeah, corruption in the land. Very much... Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Breath of the Wild, where you've got um, yeah, Ganon, yeah, sort of calamity, yeah, Ganons. that's it, all the calamity yeah. stuff, like that kind of thing. Like the the forest is clearly rotting away, and as you're um, traversing through it, trying to find Ku, you um, also have a bit of a job to kind of help save the forest. Okay, so that was quite a big uh, decorated, maybe Christmas. I told nut. you it was very decorative. <laughs> Um, but tell us uh, what you're playing the game on, if you know when it came out, who 
published it or I'm, developed yeah, it? Yeah, I'm playing it on Switch. Um, it actually came out in 2020. Uh-huh. Um, it's been released on Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, I think, and Nintendo Switch, and that's it, actually. Um, and just so you know, this is actually a sequel to um, Ori and the Blind Forest, which was released mm-hmm. in 2015. I've not played that myself. I've only had um, yeah experience with this one game, so I can't really tell you what had happened before. Yeah, and remind me, who was the developer on this one? Oh, sorry. Um, the developer... Oh, my God. I think I've scrolled right past my notes. It was Moon Studios and published by okay. Xbox Game Studios. Yeah, because I think they've been on Game Pass. Because okay. I've got an Xbox and Game Pass, and I'm pretty mm. sure they've both been on that. Uh, my partner has played both of them. Oh, really? And thoroughly enjoyed them, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've witnessed it in action, but not played myself. So tell us about the gameplay quickly. Like, what kind of game is it? So you've, you've done a little nice story mm. nutshell, but how do, how do we yeah, play this? You it, compared it to Super Meat Yes, as well. so, so much so to that classic kind of platformer game. Um, essentially, yeah, you, you've got like objectives to kind of follow and places to go, but in in a lot of the land, you kind of see places and like ledges and things that lead to openings that are just out of reach. So what happens as you play and progress through the game, you actually unlock different abilities and those abilities allow you to, when you come back to like um, earlier levels, explore further in depth. So yeah, you kind of get like a little brief, section of the the part that you're in and then you traverse a bit further and then you end up coming back to like um previous lands and exploring it further and further and the map kind of just opens up quite organically in that way so it's not Mm -hmm. you literally just going one from one place to the other there's a lot of repetition but in a good way it leaves you know that kind of mystery of oh what's up there and then yeah is this a Metroidvania style yes, game? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. okay. Definitely. Yeah, very much reminds me of it. Um, especially that you can, uh, like, especially like the the way the lands are, like you go through different places and there'll be like, you know, a, a lavery place or somewhere that's really pretty and foresty and underwater level. And, you know, yeah, the very okay. stereotypical cliche kind of um, old school adventure games where different places will have their own, like unique kind of vibe yeah got ya um all right so talk me through some of the positives of this game then um it's honestly stunning like you can just you just look at the game like everywhere you go every bit of the game like every landscape every texture is just so pretty it's all kind of like neon lit up as well so it has this really mm. magical um, ambient kind of style to it. And it's just, yeah, honestly, you could just sit there and watch it all day and just be absolutely blown away. And that is a massive, massive, massive point of it. Um, the other things as well. So good things that it does. I've, I've got to talk about the music as well. I think the score is unbelievable. Mm. And it's very, do you remember we spoke about um, scores being entwined into like the background where you don't really notice yeah. it, but it just creates an environment. This is a game that yeah. does that, I think, flawlessly. And the way you traverse from one area to another, and there's there's no abrupt cutoff between music. It's really beautifully just intertwined into another place. So there's, there's no feeling of, oh, all of a sudden I'm in Fireland. It just slowly mm. transforms into that. 
Um, That's lovely. Yeah, the other thing as well, like the actual gameplay and the mechanics of movement and things like that are very, um, very intuitive. Once you start using a skill, I found it was really like I, I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing to use those right. skills to get to other places. It just seems to all of a sudden become second nature, which I, I don't know how you managed to implement that, but they've, they've done it in such a way. Yeah. It just works. I mean, one of my problems with those kinds of games mm. is just the amount of information you have to store in your brain in terms yeah. of what what action corresponds to what sequence of button pressing. Yeah. Um, especially with things like Metroid. Like, yeah. I just... The new one's meant to be insane in terms of what you've got to hold in your brain of how to... Oh, like, God. There's so many different sort of actions and things. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, so that's great that it seemed to come naturally to you and you mm. didn't need to overthink that. No. And what about um, the sort of style of gameplay? Is it varied enough, did you find? Um, how, how do you mean in terms of style of gameplay, like what you're actually doing? Yeah, the action. Yeah, like... well, yes and no. I think, I think it's a bit kind of middle groundy because essentially what you're doing is exploring... Yeah, different bits of land. It's very much like you've got um, what what do they call it? Kind of like waypoints that you find on the map, mm -hmm. and you you travel that way, and you have to battle different things and come, overcome certain obstacles. I don't think there there is definitely variation, and as you mm -hmm. progress and you get more skills, you're able to utilize more and more. But I didn't find actually the variety was quite enough for me. Mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. felt like I was doing a lot of the same things to get from place to place. And a bit like earlier when I, I discussed about um, that you come back on yourself, you find yourself doing the same things again and again. Um, like yeah. it's, it's not, I'm not completely put off by that. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's not like, I wouldn't say the versatility of gameplay is the strong point of this game for sure. Okay, so for you, it's more about atmospherics. Atmospheric, yeah. The the little creatures are really cute. Um, yeah, like the the good creatures are honestly adorable, and the the things you're scared of, like some of the shadowy creatures, are bloody terrifying. Like literally, like nightmare stuff. Um, and you introduced the idea of the story, like the kind of quest that Ori mm. takes on um, quite nicely at the beginning. Does that sort of sustain a, a sort of sense of story and narrative all the way through it? Yeah, a bit. Um, I wouldn't say, yeah, there, there is definitely a, an underlying story in the background. Like it, it's not like, it's not a completely story driven game, but it is important to the actual gameplay, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. But essentially the main mission is, you're trying to find Koo and save Koo. Um, yeah. You do eventually get to find Koo, but yeah, there, there's stuff, other stuff that happens um, around that as well. And then also beyond that. So yeah, your main mission kind of develops as time goes on. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And what were, if any, negatives for you? Okay. So here's the weird thing about this. I, I, I should really love this game, um, but I, I found I'm just getting a bit bored of it now. Yeah, because they're not I've small played... games, no, are they? They're, they're pretty not. expensive. They're... Yeah, yeah, they are very expensive. I'm, I'm at the extensive, point extensive, like long, as in there's a lot oh, of game. I thought you it's said not ex a quick game. expensive. No, no, like, no. it costs lots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it is quite long, and I, I do actually, I do want to come back to it and actually finish it off because I've got. I think I've got pretty far, to be honest. 
I'm coming towards. Oh, so the you end haven't completed it yet? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not far away from the end though. I'm sh- I'm okay. pretty sure of it from uh, reading what I've read about it and seeing other people. I play. weirdly helped Alex do the ending, Did so you? I know the ending of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, I actually didn't play the beginning of the game. I've been playing it with my partner, so that's why I was a bit like I couldn't actually remember the a few details. Um, Aaron, you're doing like a weird <laughs> review. You've like tag teamed into the game. Well, basically I <laughs> it's a bit like um inside, similar kind of thing. Yeah, Beth started playing it and then I've been the one who's been finishing it. Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't heard Aaron talk about how he plays a kind of weird cooperative <laughs> game with his partner that isn't really a co-op game, um, he does this quite a lot when they sort of, they do a level each. Or isn't it usually Beth gets scared and then hands you the controller? Yeah, or if frustrated. it gets a bit too difficult for her, yeah, and then she hands me the controller. Um, yeah. I, I think it, that's that's another kind of negative, I guess. If you're a very, very casual gamer, it might be a bit too difficult. But I was going to ask about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's it, not horrendous. It looks hard. It's not like, I think if you're you're someone who plays games regularly, I think you'll be fine. But if you're someone who just, it, like I said, very casual, picks it up once now and then, it might be a bit too much. Um, Is it the kind of game like Metroid, for example, where you kind of have to fail sometimes in order to realise, oh, actually, I've got to approach it another way? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like when I said about things just being out of reach, like you feel mm. like you might be able to get up to a ledge, but no matter what you try, you don't. Then you think, oh, OK, maybe there's an ability I've missed. Then you come yeah. across an ability that lets you like latch onto um, plants on the wall or something. Oh, OK, now I can go back there and re-explore this area. Yeah, right, yeah. all right. Yeah, so I can see that that kind of thing, like certainly for me and players like me, can mm. become frustrating if you just want to, if you're not about like repeating stuff, if you want to just maybe have one or two goes at something and move on rather than eight or nine goes at something yeah. and then move on and then come like back to it a couple more times be a big as difference well. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and then come back again later when you've yeah. got new abilities <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh, but like again i just wanted to actually because i didn't get a chance to bring this up when i was doing the positives um the abilities actually in this game as well make it they're, they're customizable as well so you don't have to use all the abilities you have like uh, you can select which ones you think will appeal and work to you, uh, work oh, in great. your playstyle okay. best. So yeah, there is that kind of um, option to upgrade as you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not everyone will go down the same path or choose the same kind of upgrade. So in that way, it's customizable. Also, the controls are customizable. You can select different, um, yeah, different uh, abilities to different controls. So th- maybe yeah. that's what makes it a bit more intuitive that you actually determine the setup of what you're doing. Yeah, they did um, that on Psychonauts too. I mean, I know a lot of games you can go into accessibility menus mm. and stuff now and fiddle around with what button means what action. But um, I really like that in Psychonauts too, which I played recently, um, because you you then could go, right, it makes sense to me to put this projectile on the trigger finger, so I'm going to do that because that's how my brain works. Mm. It makes sense for me to do a jump on this button, for example, mm. so... I'll, I'll stick that there. So yeah, it, I like that when you, you can do yeah. that at the point that you gain the ability, you get yeah. to think about where you're going to assign it. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to also, yeah, as well, have um, be aware of all your different abilities because different places will require you to change 
what you're doing as well. So yeah, even though you get to pick and choose, you will have to eventually use all your abilities, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to negatives, like I said, it's, it is a bit drawn out. And uh, yeah, I really did find myself losing interest with it to, towards the end. Um, because weirdly enough, even though it is stunning and beautiful, mm. and there is a lot of, this is such a contradiction of what I, I've I've said, but I genuinely mean it. Because um, a lot of like the the landscape is all just like in that this particular style that even mm-hmm. though it is diverse, it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't feel different enough all the time to mm-hmm. keep you engaged. Just everywhere is like stunningly beautiful and like mm-hmm. beautifully lit up, and there there will be like the odd like the shadow place was really cool with all these weird distorted dark creatures. But yeah, the rest of it just seems like this beautiful, vibrant forest uh, with just like different color schemes. Um, And I don't know, maybe because it is so seamless from place to place, you don't really feel like, oh, now I'm here kind of thing. I don't Mm. know. It's a bit of a contradictory thing, but I really feel like there there is something very samey about all these different places. Yeah, no, that's a fair point, I think, mm. especially with these kinds of games where, as you say, you are sort of going round and round back on mm. yourself, opening up a room maybe too soon, having to go back to it. Like, you, you sort of need that variation in setting mm. as a kind of brain break because otherwise you are... And, and these games, as you've said, are challenging... Mm. So every time you go into a place, even if you've been to it before, things respawn, don't they? So yeah, like the place is never conquered, and yeah. <laughs> you know it's not just easy to get about without just getting killed. Um, so yeah, I I know what you mean. Um, I've only yeah watched bits of Alex playing mm. it, and it did look stunning, and I don't really remember like coming down a different point in gameplay and seeing anything particularly different That's it always it. looked it, it always looked like different, like, yeah always, exactly it's and got i've a seen very him play the other style. game as well yeah and the other game looked like ori and, and probably that is as you say the charm of it mm. and whether or not um you need that differentiation to be really stark in order to keep you interested just probably depends on what kind of player you are i guess i think i think because of the length of gameplay it could some with with something being a bit more drastic yeah all right let's um before we move on to any um any kinds of things of note uh talk me uh, through the bosses how did you find the bosses um, what do you mean? I didn't find them too bad, to be honest. You didn't find them hard? No, do you know what? Like, thinking about it, the bosses that I fought, I generally beat uh, in the first or second time, actually. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I didn't find them too, too, too challenging. They're very cool, though. Like, Yeah, yeah. They are really, I- really, really cool. Like, proper monstery weird things. Um, yeah, I thought that the having seen Alex, because obviously those are the bits that you'll see someone replay when they yeah. die, the harder kind of boss battles, and they all look so cool. Yeah. I think the design is amazing. <laughs> oh, there's also different types of bossish battles as well. You do get, I don't know if you saw Alex play, there's one particular one that you have to actually like run away from. That's almost like a bit of a time challenge. That's probably ah. the only one I hated. Because I hate time challenges because you're just like, <laughs> tense. 
Oh, is it like a side scroll run away? Yeah, well, not just side scroll. Like it will go different directions, basically. Uh, and you will have right, to hide right, right, behind right. things when it's like in front of the camera. Yeah, and it will those look things can be corner. really tense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the bosses are really, really cool. I quite enjoyed them. They, I wasn't. Right, I wasn't too frustrated by any of them at all, to be honest. Cool. Um, All right. Well, tell us then if there's anything else of note or anything else that you'd like to touch on. There's anything else of note? I mean, again, just, yeah, it is, like, as I said before, it truly is stunning and, like, gorgeous to look at. Um, Does it do anything that I've not really seen in any other games, though? I don't... I don't think it does. And particularly if you've played the first Ori game, I don't really think there's anything too new. From what I understand, there's more emphasis on the combat system. And I guess, yeah, customizability of what you're using for combat. But this is all Mm -hmm. stuff that's been done before. I don't feel there's anything too original in this game. Not that that's a bad thing in any way. Just there's, there's nothing that really makes me go, oh, fucking hell, that was like such an original idea i'd love to see that right. in more games yeah nothing nothing really grips me with this game and this is okay kind of, that's yeah. fair yeah yeah that's fair um all right so who would you recommend this game to if you were um a kid playing things like metroid and super metroid and you still love those classic platformers which mm-hmm. i feel like might be slightly coming back into fashion at the minute mm-hmm. um this is a game for you <laughs> this is and also if you love the fact in that super metroid game you could customize your guns and mix and match stuff which was one, one of the things i bloody loved i loved going yeah. around and freezing aliens and then also like uh charging my gun to like yeah do crazy crazy <laughs> shots things like that yeah you've got that customizability in this game so yeah i'd um recommend it to anyone who is a classic platformer or anyone who just wants like a bit a bit of a challenging longer Mm -hmm. old school game i think yeah cool all right and one that immerses you in a beautiful fantasy setting yeah 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 there (laughs) we go so brings us to the all important rating what would you rate this game out of 10 i i kind of want to give it two ratings because i don't know how to do this so I think as a game, it deserves an 8 out of 10 because I, mm-hmm. from from what other people have said and from what I can appreciate of the game, like it is incredibly well done. Um, it really sucks you into the atmosphere. The game mechanics are just, yeah, so smooth and like easy to work with. Um, but for me personally, I, I think it's actually maybe a 6 or 7 just because... Okay. In terms of your enjoyment. Yeah, like the game's great, but I'm I'm now at the point where I just want it to end. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's a well executed game for me where you get to a point where you're like, okay, come on, where am I going now? Like it feels mm. it feels a bit like a chore at the minute. Like the enjoying okay. the real, real enjoyment for me has gone. Um but that's not to take anything away from the game because for some people that extra extended gameplay is probably a bit more of a bonus for you and the fact that yeah. there is just so much to explore. So, yeah. yeah. My and I person- think if you are buy- buying the game at full price, mm-hmm. then you kind of want that value, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. But yeah, just I think it needed to present more 
rather than um, once you got to a certain point in the game, you're essentially just going back on yourself and a little bit further in each of these levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just needed more from it, really. So, yeah, for me personally, six out of ten. But as a as a uh, what, what do you call it? As a fair reviewer, someone who takes <laughs> other people's perspectives into view, I think I'd say eight out of ten. Okay, great. Thank you, Erin. You're very welcome. Um, I mean, from my point of view, these games I know I don't like because I, I'm not a person that enjoys mm. a Castlevania at all. Metroidvania. I play 10 minutes just so that I can go, yep, I know what that is. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's about playing enough games to know what you like and know what you don't like. So yeah. I'm that's happy to enough. watch other people play it. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. I mean, And with, listen to the music. Uh, oh, the music yeah, the music is really amazing. nice. You like, can literally just yeah sit there and watch it the soundtrack's lovely yeah Yeah. you can just listen to it um, while you're working to be honest like i'm a massive fan especially of super metroid that is one of my favorite all-time games for all those reasons for the atmosphere for the music Mm -hmm. for the versatility and the abilities and this does all that but it just doesn't quite it's not super metroid no it's not i really um so our other brother who's currently not well has not been on the pod for about a year now because he's too busy for us he's got a girlfriend um yeah whatever (laughs) Uh, he's a huge metroid fan and he has been playing the new metroid metroid dread um and he i i asked him if it was as hard as they were saying it was and he said yes pretty hard (laughs) apparently it's really difficult that is saying something because he's he's very much up for a challenge as well yeah i'm sure he'll do it and i'm sure he'll 100 percent it eventually but um yeah yeah, it's just interesting how we all like slightly different games Mm. uh right so um on to me i guess yeah so remind us what was your game then jem um, so in a nutshell, I'm going to put this into a an acorn, an acorn actually. Up. Remind us of the title. Oh, sorry, it takes two. <laughs> because every time I hear that title, it reminds me of that song. It takes two, baby. <laughs> Good. Go now on. I've got my joke in. No, that no, that, you kind of ruined it by skipping straight to the nutshell bit. But hey ho. Okay, describe Aww. it in a sort of nut. Well, it's going to go in an acorn. Acorn? Why an I acorn? I don't mean that. I don't. Is that a nut or is that a seed? I, I don't know. I don't know. Ask but um, I'll I'll tell you why it's in an acorn because there are acorns in the game. Oh. <laughs> At one point. Okay. Um, so it takes two is an action adventure platform game. Um, it's developed by Hazelight Studios, who uh, did a game called this way out or a way out i mm-hmm. always forget what the how, what the game's called but i reviewed that um at the beginning of the year i think um and it was published by ea and released on microsoft windows playstation 4 5 xbox one xbox series x um back in march of 2021 so it's a it's a newish game um and it is very importantly a cooperative split-screen multiplayer. Oh, wow. So you have to play this cooperatively. So I'm assuming you're playing with Alex then? Yes. How's that going? Playing Is he actually enjoying husband. it? You, yes, I think so. Yeah? In other words, audience, she's forcing him to play this, you know, as part of his husbandly duties, yeah? So... We, um, 
there's a the the main sort of or one of the main development heads behind this game, uh, Joseph Fares, he develops a game called A Tale of Two Sons. And Alex and I, I mean, that came out, oh God, 2014, mm. 2013. Like we played it a few years ago. Um, and that was a beautiful kind of like Nordic setting um, game, which had a sort of cooperative element to it. And we played that and we both really loved that. And then um, Joseph Farrez went to Hazelight or is part of Hazelight now. Mm. Um, and that, that, studio's first game i believe i could be getting this completely wrong but i think their first game was a way out which came out in 2018 which is the one i mentioned that we've already reviewed and that is a again like a kind of you have to co be playing mm. co-op but that's like a prison escape and the same sort of creative mind was behind both those games yeah we played that one as well we liked that a lot less for for reasons that we explained in the review um but when i saw this one had come out i was like i want to have another go with these games because we liked the first one so much and we thought that this one sort of resembled um a tale of two sons yeah um or brothers uh, a bit more and also i'd heard good things about it yeah so alex did want to play to answer okay. your question in a long, <laughs> that was a very uh, convoluted way. <laughs> way of answering but hey ho we got there in the end and that's all that matters so tell us about this game the good Oh, I let, do you want me to tell you a bit about the type of gameplay? Oh, yes, okay. Well, you said it was an action-adventure platform. Yeah, I know, but how does it? how is it play through, Erin? So then. it is a split-screen co-op, but you yeah. can also play it online. So I don't think you have to be in the same room. Um, but uh, basically, you take charge of a little toy person because you are the parents of a little girl Mm -hmm. And you as parents, it's a man and woman character, Cody and May, have decided to get a divorce. Oh, no. And you've got, a, you've got a small daughter, I think she's about six, called Rose. And she gets very upset that mummy and daddy are having a divorce. And she cries on two little toys. And there's like a, a man toy and a woman toy. Yeah. Looks a bit like the parents, not really, but kind of. And when she cries on them, you kind of get morphed into these little dolls. Oh. And the game begins and so this is why i want to mention the gameplay the whole game pretty much takes place across parts of the house the garden under the floorboards in the fish tank like it's all kind of you're, you're basically like a little borrower mm -hmm. like a tiny little toy um and you're moving around in almost like a child's world certainly oh. at the beginning yeah oh, yeah wow. Sounds very so it's really cool but yeah, yeah. All right. So, so positive. Yes. Let's go for it. Uh, the design of gameplay is mm -hmm. so clever. There are things that you do and experience playing this game that you're just constantly going, oh, my God, that's so cool. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Wee! I think I said wee playing wee? this game so is there much. A because yeah, there's a lot of sliding okay. and darting and flying <laughs> and whooshing and flying. I thought you said farting then. No. Well, my headphones well, are clearly yeah, changing I, what you're saying. I, I didn't come else. across any farting. But, um, <laughs> oh, no, I lie. I lie. There is a bit with a whoopee cushion. Ah, well, there you go. Farting <laughs> and flying. <laughs> so what's really satisfying to me mm -hmm. um, is that this game, it does feel... 
like it feels a bit kiddie, but it does feel more picture an adult audience. Yeah. And so all of the toys and things are quite nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So there's an extra sketch at one point. So I just got really excited about that. Like, and there's a <laughs> there's a wooden train set that reminded me of the train set that used to be an early learning center for oh, anyone listening yeah. in the UK. Woo! Oh. You know that wooden train set trap. Yes. Yeah, 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 baby. We have one. Um, <laughs> I feel like we might. Have um, done. Yeah, there's some there's some quite sort of nostalgic touches to it. Mm. Um, there's uh, like loads of little mini games dotted throughout the levels. Okay, and some of those are super nostalgic as well. Like the, Go on, give us I think it's example. quite an American game, but like um, there's two little figures and you press a button and they swing for a baseball. Oh, a bit like the boxers fighting. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. That's that's exactly the image I had in my yeah, head. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's stuff like that. There's kind of like um, fairground type games and like slingshot stuff. Mm. Like there's just so so much fun stuff. At one point, you can do a mini game that's like a bucking bronco, and you have to stay on it. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Um, so just the sheer variety of gameplay experiences. Mm. Um, and it says it's a it's a platformer, but it doesn't feel like a platformer because it's so every area is mm-hmm. it feels like its own kind of little world. Yeah. So it's not just everything's three, you know, 3D, you can you can run in any direction. So there are platforms and it is a platformer, but it's not like not a typical going one. It's not a typical yeah. platformer. Like it's it's more vast. Yeah. It's more expansive, and the way that you traverse a level or an area is often quite varied. Mm-hmm. So there's not always one way to get across a big space, especially in some of the neutral areas. So in this game, there's lots of different um, playscapes. I guess, like I said, like sometimes you're in the playroom, sometimes you're in the shed, sometimes you're in a tree, and in those what I'll call playscapes. Um, there are neutral areas, which they allow you to kind of have some fun in, which is mm-hmm. where you can pick up a mini game and play a mini game, which is nothing to do with the main game, mm. um, but just a bit of fun that you can have. And it's always verses. Yeah. And that's the only time you're verses because the rest of the time you have to work together. Yeah. The whole point of the game is you two coming together because you're getting a divorce. So yeah. you all come together and work together. Um, <laughs> is that the main mission of the game to try and stop mummy and daddy from being divorced? No, the main mission of the game is to get back to your adult bodies. Aye. Yeah, because you're toys, so you're like, we're stuck as toys. Yeah. So right at the beginning, the first mission is we need to find our daughter. Then you realise your daughter can't see you. It's not really a spoiler because it's quite early on in the game. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, well, we're stuck as toys. What are we going to do? So they're trying to figure out. But there is a little character that pops up and the character has got... I think a sort of problematic voice, but a problematic <laughs> voice. It's just a, it's like got a sort of Hispanic Latinx sort of joke voice, and it's a book, and it's like the Doctor Hakim, Doctor of Love, um, <laughs> okay. and he's like a love doctor, but he's also a book about relationships. And he's trying to get you back together through the whole game. So all of the cutscenes, there's like a kind of weird little Spanish guitar strum, like... (laughs) And then he pops up. And it is really fun. Like, it is really funny. But after a while, I was like, oh, God, the stereotype is just... Uh, (laughs) 
it's kind of driving me nuts. Oh, um, no. I haven't looked up if that actor is Latinx or anything, but <laughs> I don't know. It just is like, really? Are we doing that? Okay. Um, but yeah, he's like, hola, and stuff, you know, it's just a bit like, okay, right. But oh, anyway, well, hopefully kind of, it's all just harmless fun rather than anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, it, it, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the, what it's designed to be. Yes. So I'm just going to leave it at that. People make their own decisions. Um, but he kind of guides you along your way. And so each playscape is kind of you having to work together a bit more in different ways. And in each playscape, as well as the setting being completely different and some of your actions being completely different, you get given something. So uh, you might have um, a magnet on your backs or you might have like a, a glue gun <laughs> and a blaster yeah. or you might have uh, something that makes you big and small, um, something that makes you clone yourself. Like okay. it's so inventive and every mm. area, every kind of play zone or playscape, as I've been calling them, has its own little twist and its own feel to it. Yeah. And the variation, honestly, is mind-boggling. Yeah. And I've just come off of playing um, Psychonauts 2, which yep. blew my mind with how slick and varied the platforming and the gameplay styles were in that. And then playing this afterwards feels like a really good sort of continuation of, of oh, that good. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very... It's not a similar game, but the way you experience the game feels similar. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, yeah brilliant. yeah it sounds like so these are all the massive positives yeah. and they are huge positives because i cannot understate how good and how inventive the different play styles are mm. throughout the game never bored good well you shouldn't be bored playing a game i mean that's why we do it at the end of the day yeah yeah but yeah, yes yeah. anyway going on to so obviously it sounds amazing and it sounds like there's a lot of positives so are there any negatives because yes! there are oh okay very uh resounding um, yes <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to caveat this with this might not be a negative for everyone. It depends on your tolerance of games trying to tell you emotional things. So I'll mm. just caveat it with that. Um, so obviously there is this sort of like sad side to the game, which mm -hmm. is that there's a child whose parents are getting a divorce and she's clearly quite distressed, like the little girl, like... Um, at one point, the parents think making her cry is the way to make them human again. And you're just like, and that wasn't oh no. very nice. Like, I just oh didn't God. enjoy that. But um, I was like, don't make her cry. This is really mean. And the way that you make her cry was actually horrible. And I didn't want to do it, but you oh had no. to. Uh, yeah, it's this stuff like that where I'm just like, no. Please don't tell me um, it's like beating your child or something. No, 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 oh, okay, no. no. I mean, it's not harmful, but it is emotionally harmful, okay. right? So yeah, it's something yeah, you yeah. do in with one of her toys. Yeah. Um, well, that, that sounds yeah, so, even weirder. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's like you harm one of her, her favourite toys. Oh, okay, like, so, okay, okay. But it just was horrible. And the whole time we were doing it, I was going, Alex, I don't want to do this. I just don't want to do this. And having not played Last of Us 2, I feel like I was in the same mental state that people have described with some of the character choices on Last of Us 2 because you have no control. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the game, but I've just heard people discuss like how bad they felt when the characters 
did something that you can't control. Mm. Um, so I'm like, this is what it must feel like. I just felt <laughs> horrible. Um, but so what you do get is you get these cut scenes with the humans. So right at the beginning, you see the humans as like humanoid naturalistic characters and the little girl as well. And then every now and again through the game, you get a cut scene back to the little girl talking about her feelings and things like that. And then there's Dr. Hakeem's relationship advice, which is just sort of like really silly and mm. but still trying to drumming in these things of like, you have to cooperate, you have to listen to each other, you have to make time with each other, you have to be attracted to each other, you have to have love for each other, like all this stuff. And then the little girl going, mummy and daddy seem really mad, it must be my fault, you know, and stuff oh like that. God. And it just started to jar yeah. after a while. I was like, I just want to play the game. Yeah. You know, I just kind of felt like for me, I'd rather have just had the beginning scene with the little girl, maybe one in the middle, just to like make sure that we knew where we were going with the story. Mm. Maybe at the point where they tried to make her cry. Obviously, that's not the right thing to do to your children. Um, and then I just want the end one. And then that's sort of it. I just don't need to see the the real humans. Yeah. And there was just something really like I never want to criticize voice actors because I, I'm voice actor myself. Mm. Um, I think they do a great job. It's just partly sometimes casting or script and something about the little girl. Like I think her script was so sort of on the nose and it seemed too old for her or mm. something like her voice just, I don't know, something wasn't working. It, I don't know if it was the voice. Maybe it was the animation on the little girl. Mm. She sort of seemed too old, but was meant to be really art or, or something. Yeah. So it just, every time it got to those cutscenes, it just took us out of it. And we were both, I said we weren't bored by the game, but we were sort of bored by the cutscenes. Yeah, we were like, yeah, oh, yeah. just get on with it. Like, we yeah. get it. We get it. There's a serious undertone. Whoa, okay. So I guess, but, <laughs> yeah, the, the cutscenes almost the ruined the immersion for you. Yeah, yeah. because... The whole thing that makes a game really special is the aspect of working together. Mm. And I think that you're already drumming that home because you as players have to work together. Yeah. And if you start getting impatient with each other, like Alex and I do often because I'm usually rushing him. I'm always like, come on, come on, come on. We Come on, I'm already halfway up the mountain or whatever. And so then he gets annoyed with me because I've got no patience and I'm always rushing him. But then, you know, you have to take stock and then you say, no, no, actually, sorry, we have to do this together. I'll wait for you. I'm going to stop being an arsehole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like the function of the game does that extra story layering. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. So I feel like them them then having the cutscenes and it just being so serious and sombre just jarred almost, against it this like it's really almost, fun yeah. world. It's almost too obvious the point that they're driving home by the sounds of yeah. it. Like, this is the point of this. Look, this is the point of, like, really just like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. No I mean, that is exactly it. Have you understood? Have you understood <laughs> the, greatest, the greater message of the game yet? <laughs> like, and that just really is a massive negative for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that, there you go. Oh, but some people might not mind. Some people might no, like fair, that. Fair know. enough. But I, I always think with media, I think sometimes being a bit more open to interpretation and thought-provoking is the better way to go rather than just stuffing a um, a point down someone's throat. <laughs> Quite, yeah. Show, don't tell, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um. So mm -hmm. I, th I think our next point would be, what does this game do uniquely? Obviously, you touched on the, the diverse diversity of the gameplay but is there anything else you want to bring up with that 
Um, I think that both that both these or all, all of these games um, that Joseph Ferris has had a hand in do bring something quite unique just to the game world in that this two-player cooperative option mm. is more than just, oh, by the way, you can play together if you want to. It's integral to the puzzle design. And I think that is what makes this game mm. and his other games um yeah, we didn't like A Way Out as much, but a lot of people did. But it's what makes them unique. Mm. And just to touch on the puzzles, because I think they themselves are worth mentioning. Yeah. They are, like, they're signposted a little bit, so they're very accessible. But there are some that are challenging. And I really like that. And they're, they're, they're sometimes challenging because you have to think about them and you have to think outside the box mm -hmm. in order to find ways of solving them. And they're also challenging in the fact that even when you know what you need to do, there is some skills involved. So, for example, um, there's a level with magnets where you really have to be moving at the same time in order to get both ends of an object lined up properly. Yeah. Um, there's, there's bits where you co-pilot... <laughs> It's one of my favourite bits of the game. There's like a little kind of Star Wars inspired sequence, but you're flying on a ship made out of a pair of underpants <laughs> through a tree trunk, kind of uh, infiltrating the sort of squirrel Death Star. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really, really That's cool. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But like you have to work together. So someone will be steering yeah. and someone will be shooting. Mm -hmm. And similarly, there's like white water rapids, and like a crazy giant octopus toy with a really mm. cute face that's going to smash you to pieces. And like you have to sort of work together to sort of nav navigate yourself. Yeah. Um, and the boss fights, again, are have that level of puzzling. You have to figure out how to beat them. Yeah. You can't just blast them with stuff. And you always have to work together. So one of my favourite boss fights in the game involved, you know, someone firing some sap at certain targets for then the other person who had the blaster to ignite the sap rather than hitting, just hitting straight at the boss. Yeah. So you had to be strategic, you had to think, you had to puzzle. Like the whole way through, the most important thing was you had to work together. Yeah. And I really love that. And there just aren't enough games that take co-op to the next level. That's exactly, do you know what? That was going to be something that I was going to bring up actually. Um, so when I think it was pretty much when we started doing the podcast, we we actually discussed about how there was a lack of uh, local Couch multiplayer yeah. Yeah, and co-op games. Um, but it sounds like that genre of game isn't dead and maybe it's going through a bit of a, a transformation then. Maybe it will come back into fashion, which is really encouraging because I used to absolutely like... That is one of the things of my childhood is sitting there playing games with my brother and sister and getting punched in the head. You mean me? <laughs> <laughs> I got punched in the head. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, our basically brother. it was our brother being a dick. But um, <laughs> that was our childhood. No, I normally threw the controller across the room in frustration. Went, I can't believe you guys. Exactly. And we, we want to do that as adults where we throw wine glasses instead and smash TVs. <laughs> I just swear at the at the games now rather oh, than throwing you? things. Yeah, so yeah. I, I might throw a control every now and then, but uh. yeah. <laughs> but, but I think you're right, Erin. Yeah. There's because co-op games are huge, but only kind of one type of co well, two types of co-op mm. games. First-person shooter games like yeah. online games, right? 
and um, Battle Royale games yeah. online. Now, I don't really enjoy playing those games online. If I'm going to play those games, I like to play them at home on my own so I can think clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to play those kinds of games with strangers. Oh, oh, obviously there's like esports as well, sorry, and racing yeah, games, yeah. I forgot. So, shit, I lied. There's loads of games you can play as co-op. But what we're talking about specifically is this kind of more considered couch co-op or just one-to-one co-op, which mm. you can play online or you can play in person next to each other. And that that isn't just about clearing a bunch of enemies. It's more thoughtful. Mm. Um, uh, it's not about being the best at something. It's about working together. Mm. So it's not winning the race. It's not clearing the arena it's working together to solve something yeah, and that is team. exactly mm. and that is exactly the point of difference with these games and this game in particular because this game is quite long compared to the last two um so yeah well certainly compared to the last hazel light game it's a lot longer there's a lot more to it mm. and you get a lot of time to to ex- have this experience it's really damn cool mm. okay brilliant yeah, no, it sounds really, really, really good. Um, I'd love to give it a go at some point, actually. Um, did you say what platforms it's available on? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I did. I think it's on all the things except Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's a shame. I, that's what I was looking for. I can for. imagine that mm. it would... Well, it's on PlayStation. Um, I can imagine that it would port really nicely onto Switch, but I don't yeah. know if there's any plans to do that. It would play well on the Switch, yeah. I think, because it's very... I think- I feel like the Switch is actually, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's set up for co-op games and multiplayer. There's something about it. Yeah, that'll be the little controllers that come off and you can play multiplayer. Yeah, 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 it'll be that. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Anyway, so... um, Really weird. I'm not sure what it is about the Switch that makes it really good for multiplayer games. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Well, I forgot about that bit, obviously. (laughs) Anyway, um, so recommendations for this game. Uh, I would recommend this to anyone who enjoys cooperative gaming, um, anyone who loves action platformers. Um, if you like things like Rayman Adventures, I think you'd love the Rayman Legends. Sorry, you'd probably love this. If you like Psychonauts too, get into this as well. Um, also, if you've got a mate that you want to play a game online with, and you're not into like. <laughs> playing i don't know all these blimmin first person shooters and battle royales and you want something a bit more chilled uh have a go on this because it it is chilled but it is also really exciting and fun so um yeah i recommend it to a lot of people have fun with it it's really good and it's nominated for tons of awards as well oh fantastic yeah so that brings us on nicely to your rating my rating um I think just let down by this sort of driving the story home too much. Mm. So I'm I'm going to maybe cheat and give it an eight and a half. No, that's fair enough. I think we should be allowed to do halves. Halves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't quite give it a nine because those cutscenes were killing me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but look, I, you know, great game and huge hats off to the designers on this and the devs on this because wow they made some really exciting sequences for us to play and it's super fun brilliant oh one thing i forgot to mention oh my goodness i'm such an idiot really important um you can you can choose who you are uh you can be the little the little lady or the little man and you can swap at any time 
when you okay. relaunch the game. Yeah, so you can you can take turns because they have different powers. I was going to say, um, yeah, is there different mechanics? Between yeah, them? sorry, I should have said that because that's really important because you don't want to like be stuck with one and then kind of not be able to. Yeah, you get the opportunity to do both. So yeah. yeah. Okay, brilliant. All right. Well, I think that pretty much uh, brings us to the end of today. Rounds us off nicely. Um, and in Tim's absence... Oh, well, I haven't thought about this. Bloody hell. Oh, no, I'll oh. do yours. You do mine. No, no. Well, oh, damn. Okay, so Some, yours is called Ori... Or, or Ori the Will w- of the Wisps. All right. Um, uh, so it's set, in a, it's set in a dark forest, Yeah magical forest that has some a, sort a of magical forest going on in it. Yeah. with some cor- corruption hmm. so i'm thinking something dark with a bit of like a bit of heat to it sweetness but gonna get you blind drunk if you drink too many of them because they taste too good dark and stormy <laughs> cocktail <laughs> well, well, we had those at my wedding <laughs> And they were lethal because they tasted so damn nice. Oh no! <laughs> Do you That's remember? What... Oh. Did you have any? I don't. I can't remember. The ru- They were they were rum based cocktail. No, I don't remember. Oh, actually. lethal. Maybe I did have. Oh, were they? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think they were at the beginning, weren't they? Yeah, yeah the yeah, beginning when we had cannabis. Yeah, they were. Bloody... <laughs> Arian's already forgotten my wedding. It only happened six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, for some reason Good I was thinking brother. the cocktails were at the end of end of the evening. I couldn't no. remember having any cocktails, but then I was like, oh yeah, we did have those very tasty drinks. Um, yeah. All right. So it takes two. Go on, Erin. Oh, let's let's Ma- recommend right, a tasty simple. So now simple. I'm just thinking, Mummy and Daddy fighting. It's got to be Stella. No, we've had Stella <laughs> before. Well, I'm sorry. What what else do you call wife beater? <laughs> <gasps> There's no domestic violence in oh, this yeah, game. Oh sorry, I forgot apart you said from against wasn't... toys. Well, it, all all things count, don't they? <laughs> Toy rights. Um. Oh shit! I don't know. Oh, what's famous called, for making people argue? It takes argue? two. Oh, it takes well, two. Yeah, but it's called it takes two, and it's about collaboration and working together. Oh, I don't know. I'm not as as well versed with drinks as you are. What cocktail makes um needs two people to come together, or maybe two different drinks? How many how many different spirits are there in Negroni? Uh, three. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> something that you have with a chaser okay or yeah something um, that you have with a cocktail that that you can't or oh i got it i got it how about a tequila slammer because you've got to have the lemon and you've got to have, you've got the, to have the the salt and then yeah. you've got to have the tequila there we go. and you've got to slam it yes, so just like that's yeah. multiple elements having to work together with a particular action to make that experience work fucking hell that was um Deep. And it ties in with the slightly weird Latinx Hispanic character. There we go. (laughs) Wow. You've actually done a really good job of that. Thank you. I was very much struck. All right. Next, I completely forgot about that. So I didn't even think about it. You put me on the spot there. All right. Next time, I'll try and come up with one. It's Tim that does the drinks pairings to go with games. That's it. um, Let let us know, uh, listeners, if you've got any recommendations. (laughs) I'm going to have to extend my drinks knowledge, definitely. Thank you very much for tuning in for this episode of My Turn Podcast. Uh, Where can um, people find us, Erin? On all podcasting platforms. And are we available on Spotify as well? Yes, we are. We're on all the things. There you go. So everywhere. Um, Yeah, so just search My Turn. Well, mind you, you're already listening to us. But just share us on all the platforms, all right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But we're 
also on the socials, on Instagram and on Twitter. Say we need, hi. We need a TikTok. Also, please recommend us and share us with your friends. As we said, we're on all the platforms. And if you're really a nice person and you give us a five-star review on iTunes, what will we do, Erin? What might we include on the next episode? What, are we going to mention their name and tell them we love them and that they're yes! the best person ever? Fantastic. <laughs> and we'll line up some tequila slammers to do with them if we ever see them in real life. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that will result in me throwing up on them. But, you know, if they're really into that, sure. <laughs> That's what collaboration's all about. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Idiot.